This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is one of the most stressful times in people's lives, planning this wedding. Get past that really stressful part. Once you see your person, you're walking down the aisle, just enjoy it. I have anxiety pee. Oh my gosh. Well, I'll be your pee partner for sure. I'll hold the dress for you. You're going to have anxiety. Hopefully it's only happy anxiety. Yeah. Let's take a breath. (sighs) Hi guys, I'm Sydney Lodwaco and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I share the mic with people you may recognize, experts in their fields, people I find inspirational, or people who make me laugh, like my fiance, Nick, giving them a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started. Blaine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So the people that are listening, they might be like, okay, wedding planning, love that. But they don't realize that you're my best friend from dance for, you, you just did the math. It's been 20 years that we've known each other. Yeah, we, I started dancing with you when I was 12 and we are just shy of 32. <sighs> Yuck. So yeah, but hey, age is but a number. Um, so yeah, <laughs> just about 20 years that we've been friends. Oh my And you're God. not sick of me yet. So hey. No, I think it's the, the, that we have small doses of each other, which is... <laughs> We see each other once a year. Okay, but also the opposite of what it used to be when we became best friends, mm-hmm. which was seeing each other literal 24-7 yeah. for the most part. It was like gross. But hey, here we are. Lane is one of the letters from the girl group that we were a part of, Soul. She's one of the L's. So I'm sure a lot of people can relate to naming your best friend group in middle school or whatever age we were at the time, high school. And looking back at pictures and wishing you didn't wear the outfits you did. Yeah. Everyone can relate. We can. So we met while dancing and now you are in the wedding industry. Can you tell everyone what you do, what your history with weddings are, all of that? Very quickly summarizing that. (laughs) I was in college. I thought I wanted to do something else. Then my parents sat me down and said, hey, this isn't working. And I just threw it out there as an option of party planning. Mm -hmm. Took them by surprise, even took me by surprise. I majored in it, did my internship uh, between my junior and senior year, got brought back uh, after I graduated and spent the large majority of the beginning of my career um, as a venue coordinator Mm -hmm. um, with a couple different venues in the area. And then I realized that I wanted to switch things up a little bit, but I still love, 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 and will always love um, events and all the craziness and all the pieces that make it happen. And But I wanted a normal life. So I now get the amazing opportunity of working at Asher Event Company um, in Virginia Beach, where I'm a sales rep. So I get to talk with people about all their details and then help them pick their DJs, their photo booths, event rentals, coordination, transportation, lighting. Day. So I get to check all the boxes, but go home at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a podcast with my friend um, and relax with my husband and my dog on the weekend so I love that that's what I said to you the other day I was like I would love to be in the wedding industry one because you can make a lot of money but two because I would not want to be doing it on the weekends like that if it was like any other day it was like during the week great 
weekends it's hard to like not have a weekend not that I do anything on the weekends well and what's funny actually is our dance background helped me be mindful of my time and prioritizing it and understand that if it's something I love Mm -hmm. and that I'm passionate about and that quite frankly I know a lot about and I'm pretty good at Mm -hmm. then it's worth it and so it was worth it for so many years and if years down the road I switch things up and go back I'm sure I would love it all over again but I get to even get little pieces of it now because I'm actually assisting with the wedding coordinating it this Saturday but Mm -hmm. I can also say no when you know I've got friends weddings that I have to attend to so it's great so the person that I've referred to along the ways of wedding planning as having a friend that I always was turning to as my like sort of wedding planner was Lane this is the girl so she's the one that's kept me on task have helped me answer all of the questions that I've ever had we've had a lot of calls over this year and a half process of planning so she definitely knows what she's doing and she's been my savior so I hope that we can help whoever's planning or thinking about planning or people just tend to like to hear about the whole wedding industry in general so I think this will be fun for a lot of people what's great is like you and I can be obviously like very blunt and straightforward with each other if Mm -hmm. I'm like "Mm, you're overdoing it Uh, you're (laughs) underdoing it or whatever yeah hopefully some of the tips and stuff I share today help people feel comfortable about their process but it's definitely a fun environment but it's stressful and so hopefully you have the right people around you even just support system my one question before we jump into all the questions I have for you is have you ever gotten sick of weddings now after doing it for 10 years like any part of it that you're just like I don't want to talk about this anymore or you still just like love it obsessed with it I every single day wake up wondering when I'm gonna be like that's it I never want to go to another wedding yeah you know I just like other people with their professions or their passions or whatever like I count my blessings every day that I found my calling and as cheesy as that sounds like I stumbled upon it but like I love not only weddings but events Mm-hmm. There's so much stress that goes into it. But one of my traits I'm very proud of is that I am a really good creative problem solver, which has helped me in this industry, whereas mm-hmm. it deters a lot of other people mm-hmm. trying to get into it or sticking it out for so long. But all the things that people see on TV or movies or whatever, like that, it's not real. Um, so don't <laughs> let that scare you away from things. All There's- the movies that JLo has been in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, that one. I definitely did not meet my husband mm-hmm. when he was a groom in a wedding I was yeah. planning. So. <laughs> Hey, A plus for that. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of elements that go into it that make it phenomenally rewarding. Mm -hmm. And it makes up so much for all of the stress and triggers and craziness leading up to it. So and then one other thing I want to highlight for if maybe someone's interested in being in the wedding industry, but they're like, wait, I'm not an organized human being. I could never do that. I know where this is going. (laughs) Were you an organized person before starting this or what took over? How did I don't because I know you from 20 years ago. (laughs) Right. And you know that no, absolutely not. Um, I actually currently like to describe my life as organized chaos. Mm-hmm. Back before I found my niche, it was just chaos. So at least I've add organized to the mix of it. But um, it's the Spider-Man quote with power comes responsibility. Great responsibility. With yeah. great power comes great Thank responsibility. Thank you. I forgot great the quote. word great. <laughs> but all that being said is like when again, whether it's wedding or, you know, event industry or whatever, like once you have that passion, that will take you the rest of the way. And so when I'm excited about showing up to a wedding and making that couple and, you know, their families and their friends so happy, Mm -hmm. the sky's the limit on what I'm going to do to make it not only organized, but beautiful and perfect in every way, shape or form. So I think it does, like I said, it takes passion. Mm -hmm. 
when we were going to dance competitions, as much as I had passion about dance, no, my suitcase was exploded all over the hotel room <laughs> before I had to yeah. throw clothes on and go to the classes and stuff. So, mm-hmm. and also believe in yourself. You can be organized. Yeah. <laughs> You can figure it out. Okay. Well, then let's get to some wedding planning questions because, again, I've asked you all of them from the start to where we are now. And a lot of what I've noticed with wedding planning is that it involves a lot of tough conversations with your soon-to-be spouse, with your family, with guests that are invited or guests that aren't invited, with your bridesmaids. There's a lot of just like tough conversations and tough questions and tough things like that. So how would you recommend to people to manage all of those? To absolutely start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, focus on you. Make either mental or physical notes of what you are looking for in this celebration. Again, broadly speaking, even just other events and so forth. Just what do you want to accomplish with this other than the obvious, hey, I get to marry my person. The next step is to talk to your significant other. A lot of times when the more type A or the this person in the relationship is the one primarily planning the wedding. (laughs) Me. Um, That's me. That'd be you. And as you can imagine, shocker to everybody, but that was me too. Yeah. But an actual shocker for an example is that my now husband had a lot of opinions about things that Mm -hmm. I didn't think to ask him about. So Mm -hmm. I didn't want to ask him questions too excessively to where he was like, okay, that's enough. I don't want to plan a wedding anymore. Yeah. But I wanted to get his input. I made a list of just very generic things that I thought maybe he might be you know, considering Mm -hmm. being a part of. And I gave him like a one, two, three. One is in don't bother me with this. I don't care. Three was absolutely want to have an opinion. And I gave it to him. He circled what he felt. And then we had conversations about it moving forward. Start the conversations early so that the rest of the planning is easier moving forward. When it comes to in-laws, you know, everybody makes jokes about in-laws, this, in-laws, that, whatever. The most important thing to remember when you start the wedding planning process, you're not just planning a wedding for that day. You're planning a marriage. Mm -hmm. So not only for you and your significant other, but also you and your future family. Like these are the people that are going to be your family along with your family, hopefully moving forward for the rest of your life. Everyone has opinions. Yeah. Literally, people who are not invited to your wedding are going to have opinions about Mostly your wedding. Them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mainly because they're not invited. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. okay. Basically, with your in-laws, communicate with them with understanding. Don't cut them off at the source. Don't assume that they're just being difficult to be difficult. And again, every family dynamic is different. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind is that before they legally become your family, if you will, that is your significant other's family from the start. So be gentle about communicating with them about things. Don't make it a thing where you're attacking, you know, their brother or their sister or their mother. What it- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Does matter. Communicate it in a way of, hey, I really want to make sure that everybody's happy on our special day. Mm-hmm. How can we approach this? Everyone has different relationships with, with their significant others as well. Yeah. My husband and I hold nothing back. 
However, it is still always important, whether it's my family or his family, wedding planning aside, you just have to be cautious about communicating about that kind of stuff. And some people forget about that with the wedding because it's a time where you're allowed to be selfish and you're allowed to focus on yourself, but you do have to take other people's feelings into consideration. Piece of advice that I always try to give clients when they're like, oh my gosh, my you know mother-in-law really is trying to be involved in XYZ, but I feel passionately, blah, 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 whatever I mm-hmm. want. I hate to say it this way, but find things that you're not as particular about make them feel special by giving them those jobs yeah again literally they feel special they feel a a part of it they feel included and they're not bugging you as much hopefully about the other things so but again make them feel heard when they come to you with questions and concerns about things because there may be underlying factors that you're not aware of so Mm -hmm. yeah the mother-in-law is a big thing because I kept getting like dms of like we're not having my mother-in-law and get ready getting ready with us and we're kicking her out of this so it's like the mother-in-law is a big point of contention for a lot of family being the wedding professional I can't tell you how many times I was just like the soundboard to when people were venting to me so I've heard I mean I've done probably 300 plus weddings at this point so I know it's like crazy to think about I was doing the math earlier but anyway Anyways, when mothers have, you know, one or two or three or 15 boys, Mm -hmm. they don't get to have that daughter's planning. And and that goes with, you know, any dynamic of relationships and so forth. But like, it's okay, especially if they're not close with you to not have them there for getting ready. Because again, while you need to be delicate, you don't need to tiptoe. You don't need to sacrifice too much. Like if you just don't want them there while you're getting ready, just make a point to say, hey, I've talked to spouse. They really want to get some pictures with you. Please make sure you're at the venue or wherever at this time so you guys get these pictures. And then after, I'd really like to get some pictures of you seeing me in my outfit you know, before the wedding. So mm-hmm. just give them little things that don't take away from the things that are important to you. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Delegating. Yeah. Remember, you're planning a marriage, not just a wedding. That's easy to forget when you're in the thick of it. <laughs> it is. Just as a reminder, don't forget to book an officiant. I can't tell you how many people forget that part of it when it's kind of important. It's like the main thing. It's literally why you're there. <laughs> Best ways to stay organized in the process. Oh, that's what really funny. My phone was like, my Siri must have been like listening to me. And it says, lights are on downstairs. I don't need. So it's like, I was talking to my mom before she left. But yes, best ways to stay organized in the process. <laughs> Very simply put, list, 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 list. I know everybody has their own preference on different technology, blah, blah, blah. But Google has apps and things that can help you not only just with wedding planning, but in life in general. Google Doc, Google Sheet, Google Keeps is my new one. Which one's that? You can create multiple lists Uh and you can share different lists with different people and they can edit it. Let's just say, you know, you and your florist had a Google Keeps. It's just you giving each other like to do or Mm. here are my thoughts about this. You're not having to like save and email multiple things back and forth to your vendors and and like with your coordinator or something like that. I cannot stress enough how helpful having a coordinator in some way, shape or form is helpful to not only the organization, but just sanity. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure at some point we'll talk a little more about coordinators and what they can offer and blah, blah, blah. But just remind yourself it's a marathon, not a sprint. I had to learn that the hard way. Yes. You know, you want to get as many miles in at the beginning as possible. But remember, you still have a lot to go at the end. Knock as much out of the way as possible as you can. Set yourself reminders for when you need to check back in with certain people. But then know that you're allowed to relax a little bit during it. And I know that sounds 
kind of opposite to being like organized, Mm -hmm. you have to give yourself a break from wedding stuff. Because again, focusing on the fact that you're getting married and the marriage itself. So yeah, I like never stopped thinking about it. (laughs) It was just always in my brain at all times. And I did the thing too, where I was like, okay, well, I want to do all the vendors now. Mm -hmm. I want to get all the things done. I want to have all my mood boards set. And then everything pretty much changed towards the middle because I was, I had so much time. So And that's something to be mindful of, too, is, um, you know, everybody's timeline is different. I was engaged for over a year and a half. You were a COVID bride. Well, yes. But I mean, even before we knew that we had to postpone. So it was a long time. And imagine working weddings nonstop and seeing all these other ideas and things. And and I'm like, oh, maybe I should incorporate this. You have to stay true to like what your vision is. Mm -hmm. Because from an organizational standpoint, you are going to drive yourself and your vendors and everyone around you crazy crazy if you're like drop everything I want to change this talking to vendors early on is helpful for budget reasons also just checking the boxes of course but also like locking those kinds of services is it cheaper when you do it earlier no okay I was gonna say I'm just saying for budget purposes you know exactly yeah you know like where you have called me and said hey how much should I plan for for this or whatever yeah I could give you rough ideas but I'm sure by the time you got the quotes and stuff It was different Mm -hmm. than what I had said, because keep that in mind if you do have long engagements. Yeah. Some vendors, they may not give you prices. Yeah, that's true. They like don't know the prices for the year yet because it could change. Or they may inflate them a little bit out of protection for them. Yeah. And you're you're got so I mean, and I especially know from a sales standpoint now that you have to keep those kinds of things in mind. And, you know, we're so excited to hear from people that are looking towards dates way out in the future. But our prices change year by year. Some some again, different vendors, food costs, change nonstop floral costs change nonstop it's a supply and demand thing so you just have to be mindful and we are in inflation these days oh yes i'm sorry if you hear scratching in the background our dog is like doesn't he has a doggy door but he just forgets how to use it every time he goes out of it so then he just is scratching the front door right now like please pay me attention but he's adorable so it's okay he's the best how to avoid being a bridezilla were you a bridezilla lane i don't know was i (laughs) i don't know you did everything yourself i feel like zilla we'll just call it zilla because there's groomzillas they're momzillas or mother Mm -hmm. like there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of zillas that can erupt but focusing specifically on not being a zilla understand there's a good chance that something will go wrong the day of your wedding Mm -hmm. another reason to hire a coordinator because you would never know about it also the right wedding professionals even still without a coordinator you wouldn't know about it understand that going back to the (laughs) j-lo wedding planner that's not what weddings are like it's not perfect all butterflies and rainbows neither is a marriage like yeah i mean there's some times where i felt like i was a plannerzilla because yeah I was so frustrated that things out of my control, like weather and stuff happened and I couldn't. I would love to control the weather. Like if I could have a power, that would be it. It used to be like to be able to fly and stuff. I think now it's to control the weather. I'm afraid of heights. I'd never want to fly. So yes, <laughs> controlling the weather would or pausing time so that I could finish setting up perfectly. Yeah, and then, yeah that oh, I had never thought about that. Thank you. Um, but to avoid being a bridezilla, just try to be as organized as possible. When I was doing my timeline, my detailed list of things and stuff, looking at it on paper, yeah, for sure. My vendors probably thought I was like, well, they knew I was in the industry, but still they thought I was probably crazy. Yeah. And I explained to them, I am not this meticulous. I just want to give you a way to look at things and not have to ask me questions the day of. So random thoughts, random feelings and preferences on things, put it down on lists, put it in your notes, speak to your vendors about it. Like it's almost disaster 
preparedness Mm -hmm. so that you can just relax and enjoy yourself. Another way to not be a bridezilla, and I know this is easier said than done, is to just focus on why you're there. I mean, you literally just married your person and a great fun night together. You know, something my mom always has had to keep reminding me as I was like going into difficult conversations or diff- difficult dynamics with like weddings and stuff. This is one of the most stressful times in people's lives planning this wedding. Get past that really stressful part. Once you see your person, you're walking down the aisle, just enjoy it. That's what I'm worried about is having like anxiety on the day of. Oh, you're going to have anxiety. I know, I'm really trying to avoid it. I'm really trying to like get in the zone that I have anxiety pee. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I'll be your pee partner for Thanks. sure. I'll hold the dress for Perfect. you. You're going to have anxiety. Hopefully it's only happy anxiety. Yeah. The best thing, and this goes for people to tell their bridal parties ahead of time, but also like as a bridal party member to remember, distraction is the best thing you can do for a bride. For Brittany's wedding, for example, when we were getting shuttled from the house with hair and makeup to the church, I just kind of felt her tension and anxiety and everything. And again, it was all happy, but I was like, hey, let's play a game. So we played a game on my phone and she looked at me after and she was like, thank you. That's exactly what I need. So be that bridesmaid and that person that you didn't realize you needed. Another tidbit, speaking of Brittany, be that bridesmaid that takes the bride or groomer who like that bridal party member I should say, be that person that takes their phone away from them I can't tell you the most ridiculous texts I got really? the day of like our big celebration yeah. with me having the pandemic wedding we did yeah. a really small one got married awesome year later celebrated with everybody when it was safe yeah. with the big celebration Brittany and I had already talked about this ahead of time but she came out to me and was like what do you need and I said this And she took my phone, she answered the text, and later in the day after everything was handled, she came up to me giggling and said, so this person asked this, and I was like, you're joking. (laughs) Something that people forget sometimes is if they have not planned a wedding themselves or been been heavily involved in wedding planning, Mm -hmm. there's little things that people do not pick up on. Yeah, it's eye-opening once you're a part of the planning. You're like, oh. And I mean, even like RSVPs. Yes. First off, if you don't get an RSVP, it is not because that person hates you. It's because there is a budget, there is a limited number of people that can come to the venue, so forth. When you have people, and yes, I had multiple, one the day of my wedding, texting and asking, not asking, telling me that they would have a plus one with them. (laughs) Please just putting it out out into the universe. Any event you attend, do not assume you get a plus one. It doesn't hurt to kindly reach out to friend whatever and say hey so if I'm traveling from far away I'm not going to know a ton of people I would love to celebrate you whether again whether it's birthday wedding whatever be gentle with it because they're going through a lot of stress yeah and they might snap on you yeah (laughs) like text especially people can read text wrong so just be gentle and mindful and understand that they don't hate you they want you to be there or you know they may apologize for why you can't be there or whatever it doesn't matter but um a plus one can cost more than what you think that they would be like a lot (laughs) i mean you have to take into account it's some venues and stuff it's not just the food and alcohol they're consuming it is the chair, their knife, their spoon, their fork, their yeah. napkin, everything. Not to mention if they have a table already set with 10 people, 11 may push to it. Like, yeah, you got to get another table. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this, I think the same thing goes with like all of a sudden changing your mind, not coming to the wedding last second. That's a big thing too that I know is about to happen. <laughs> so as the person throwing the event, just kind of being prepared for 
whatever could happen, have those conversations with your catering company or the venue ahead of time to, hey, so if it's a plated meal and we have 55 people RSVP'd and five don't show up, will we get five meals boxed up and sent home with us? Oh, okay. That's nice. If you're paying for the bar per person, just drink for the people who didn't show up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Also, side note, very important tidbit. Do not drink too much before you walk down the aisle. Yeah. That goes for brides, grooms, bridesmaids, groomsmen, mm-hmm. family, everybody. I used to tell uh, bridal parties like at their rehearsals that if I felt like they were going to walk zigzag down the aisle, I was going to call the shots and tell them they weren't walking down. Yeah. Don't don't be that head. There's a lot of other words I could use, but I'm going to be polite. Um, stuff brides should know. <laughs> That's what I said. But like any things that people tend to forget or details, you said the efficient people tend to forget. I was going to say, yeah, it's mind blowing to me. One big thing for brides to know is that, or bridegrooms, because we know it, we know a groom who is planning planning the wedding. God bless him. I have worked with couples where they just showed up, the bride and the groom or didn't plan anything. (laughs) Nothing. The mother of one of them, sometimes the aunt. So basically, if you were planning, just be prepared. It sucks. (laughs) I again had been doing this for almost ten years when I was planning my own wedding. I was miserable. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's real and there's also this like self inflicted pressure for most of us where it's like this is my one shot. And so you don't want to do it wrong. And then you don't want to, like I have brides all the time. They're like, or I guess clients in general, they're like, I'm sorry, I've just never done this before. It's okay. Yeah. Like, it's really okay. But just understand that like, you're not alone in this process. Trust in your professionals that you hire. Mm-hmm. I just always relate it to the fact of like, if I were to go to an accountant when it's time for me to do my taxes, for example, yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Never. I do this once a year, and that's even more times than people typically plan weddings. Yeah, hopefully. So, <laughs> you know, if you do it more than once, that's totally fine, but yeah. maybe not once a year. <laughs> that being said, it's okay to not know what you're doing. It's okay to ask questions. You're hurting yourself and your vendors by holding back on certain questions. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone because obviously everybody's different, but most of the wedding professionals that I have known throughout the years pretty much agree just send an email with compilation of bullet point yeah that's me it's so easy for us to then turn around and say in a different color right next to your question here's my answer Mm -hmm. you copy it all save it to your you know google doc or whatever and then you've got it to look back at this was a question that a lot of people ask and one that i'm going to be asking a lot of my coordinator and i'm expecting this back from her soon day of timelines and how to organize that who should be doing that anything that will help us with day of timelines first and foremost if you are able to hire a coordinator they will handle that yeah if you were doing it on your own i would start sooner rather than later maybe the month of just reaching out even finding out what time your dj is going to be showing up for setup what time your photographer like how how many hours you have them for so if you have them for eight hours i always kind of work timelines backwards Mm -hmm. You want to think about like when you're exiting and when you're right. But also keep in mind, if you're not going to do a grand exit and it's Mm -hmm. just going to be a, you know, thanks for coming. We're all leaving. Maybe utilize that time with your photographer, videographer earlier in the day. So Mm -hmm. look at vendors first, but then also talk with catering, whether it's through the venue or through a catering company about how long the food service and everything will take. Not everything's going to go as planned. Things are going to, you know, so don't get too focused on the very meticulous. It's more so just an order of events, but 
keep your pictures and even like different video clips and stuff. If you do have a videographer, keep that in mind ahead of time, get your picture list together. So like if you have a massive family, Mm-hmm. make a list of whether it's going to be all of your aunts, uncles, and cousins, and then a smaller group and whatever. Take that to your photographer, videographer, get them to help plan out. Because I mean, again, doing this all this time that I have, I couldn't tell you right now, if you gave me the list, I could give you a rough idea of how long I think that would take. But also every photographer and videographer is different. Yeah. Um, not to mention sunset times. Mm-hmm. Is- Which is changing by the like what time of year too. Yes. Plus, if we don't do daylight savings this year, like that could change. (laughs) Speaking of things that people forget, I have had bride or clients like literally forget to take daylight savings time into consideration. Mm -hmm. So they had already sent out their invitations Mm -hmm. saying that it started at five o'clock when daylight or the sunset was at. 430. We had, they had to, yes, they had to literally pay extra for like extra lighting so that it could like people could see that. I mean, it's absurd, but sunset in general with timeline is important to take into consideration because you want at least an hour and a half before sunset, you know, calendar wise. Mm Mm-hmm. 30 minutes for ceremony if it's out outdoors. And, it, you know, again, all of this matters only if you're outdoors. If you can't tell, I've only ever worked at outdoor venues for the most part. Um, but then you want at least an hour of sunlight. Also, again, if possible, for outside pictures. And if you want sunset pictures. But then also the other vendor to really, again, kind of working backwards with this, talk to your hair and makeup. Yeah. Make sure that they are the ones that give you the time frames of how long it'll take for X amount of people. Do not try to come up with it on your own. Even yeah. if you are a hairdresser or makeup artist yeah. yourself, your hairdresser will have done like a trial with the the bride. They don't know everybody else's hair type. Mm-hmm. One of my friends actually, her hair had to be redone twice mm-hmm. for somebody else's wedding because her hair was so thick and the hairstylist wasn't expecting it. Been so it there. put... I was going to say, not the same problems I have, but communication with all vendors about every single logistic possible. Even if you think it's over detailed, I used to tell people all the time, give me more details than what you think I need. Oh, here's another big important tip. Mm -hmm. Have a point of contact that is not you the day of. Maid of honor, friend. Like, for example, my maid of honor is my wonderful, amazing sister that we both love and adore. Yeah, she's not the point of contact. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I looked at my coordinator and I said, do not call her. her her. (laughs) Yeah, do not ask her anything. Don't even ask her if she's ready for her toast. Just tell her she has to go up there, which she crushed it. But, um, you know, people like Brittany and Michelle, like they were my point of contact. Mm -hmm. They knew me. Your brain, it is this weird thing just for the day of, regardless of how how much, if any, alcohol you indulge in. Mm -hmm. It is a blur for most of the day just because you're trying to take in all the elements of things and the events and and not let it go by too fast and enjoy yourself so another reason not to overindulge but it's a strange experience that is not explainable until you're in it so i'm so excited (laughs) i'm so excited and obviously i will probably be your yeah i'm thinking i have like quite a few i can lean on you and it's you and Brittany, obviously right and knowing most of your vendors in the area and everything yeah yeah. so tipping this is one that i need to listen to because i'm still confused on this i have a sheet that i need to go over but like who gets tipped does everyone need to be tipped how much what's what's the deal with this 
So just like with a lot of things with weddings, Mm -hmm. very case by case. Um, One thing I will just kind of say overall, tipping is never expected. It is always appreciated. The pricing that you are given is to cover the vendors themselves, especially with, again, any food or beverage services. For the most part, gratuity is primarily always included in any food or beverage services. Word to the wise. Look at the gratuity, confirm with your company that that is covering the staff that will be working there. Not only so that you don't get like unexpected service fees after the fact, but also because they are showing up to work one of the most important days of your life. You want them doing that in a way that they're going to be properly reciprocated and, you know, doing it to the best of their ability, which hopefully they would do anyways. Mm -hmm. But so if that is not going towards them, maybe find out how many people will be there, whatever, even if it's you know, the serving staff and stuff, an extra 20 bucks each, and then maybe, you know, 50 bucks towards your, the higher up within them. And then Mm -hmm. if a chef is on site or whatever, photographers, videographers, I always encourage if you can, not to mention, I have had photographers admit to me that the tip that they got is what helps them pay their second shooter. Again, it's hard to say how much exactly dollar amount. 20% is a little higher than expected. Yeah. Just a generic range for people like photographer, videographer, DJ. I would probably aim for like 50 to 200. It also depends on your relationship with them because sometimes just a nice bottle of wine or one of my favorite like tips, if you will, that I've gotten was a spa gift card because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend that money on my own. Um, So little things like that are sometimes nice, but also let's be honest, we all like money. One thing that coordinators and venue coordinators, because I can say this firsthand, are a little hesitant and reluctant to say is how much they would recommend tipping a coordinator. Keep them in mind. If you feel like throughout the whole process, your vendors went above and beyond for you, I would encourage you to try to have some way of thanking them. Even like florists and bakeries and stuff, even though they're not staying there, they still put a lot of hard Mm -hmm. work into it. If you have a coordinator, my recommendation is to give them envelopes either when you get there the day of the wedding or the day before if you have if you have your stuff together better than I I did. Oh my gosh, Brittany (laughs) came up and helped me organize all that. Um, Thank you, Britt. Having that ahead of time definitely helps, but weddings aren't cheap. Mm -hmm. So it's understood even if it's something where you just write them a nice thank you card and then maybe mail them something later when you've mm-hmm. gotten your funds back <laughs> together. Yeah. Not to mention reviews go a long way. Mm-hmm. What should be in your day of emergency kit? Deodorant, but I recommend spray deodorant so you mm-hmm. can share. Cheap pack of razors even because you'd be surprised. Um, obviously sewing kits, Safety whether pins. it's yeah, safety pins, bobby pins, hairspray, hair ties, um, eyelash tape. glue, eyelash fashion tape. tape, either tied to go pens or yeah. even just like club soda, band-aids, first aid kits, headache medicine. Also, random little tip, if you are wearing fake eyelashes and the corners come off, eyelash glue on the tip of a bobby pin just dab it on and it helps it go back on without having to take it off all the way. I also saw somewhere that you can use eyelash glue on like a necklace to keep it to stay in place like the back of it and Tums for me.
managing large bridal parties are you over the bridal party yet or are you still a fan of the big bridal party oh you mean you're asking the girl who had 11 yeah, 11 i'm not gonna ask if you regret that but was that a lot no okay, yeah are you kidding me i love i would have had 25 or 50 if i could have um most coordinators are like get rid of the bridal party i'm like it's fun <laughs> you know a lot of people were like oh you just felt like you had to put that person in there no no yeah the people i had in my wedding party were in there for a reason and i mean i can i could quickly write now name five people one in particular that if I did it all over again I would have put in my bridal party it depends on the type of person I knew I needed my people to surround me and and also you guys knew the assignment yeah you knew everyone had a role and actually matter of fact I literally had a list of like this is your role this is your role like you were in charge of like taking pictures and video content. I got to be my first TikTok ever the day yes, of my wedding. She did her debut. You know, everybody kind of knew their role. And again, that's the role with friendships too. You just know your role in the friendship and why you're part of their life and stuff. If you were going to have a large bridal party, there's just a lot more organization leading up to it that you have to take into consideration. Like I'm sure you remember my excessively long packets of this is everything you need to know for the day of and the weekend of basically, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's bridesmaids like Lindsay that just just show up and she she was like Michelle just tell me what is in this because I'm not reading it which is fine but just kind of key points of like my hair and makeup artists told me you need to show up with clean hair that's dry and blah blah keeping in mind the larger bridal parties and the hair and makeup process getting everybody through that yeah. I keep going back to the coordinating side of things but I knew my coordinator could be bossy when I didn't have to be my photographer also was very good at wrangling everybody and didn't care if she was bossy as well it does make it harder to have a large picture with all of the bridal party it's it's more of a landscape picture than anything but um just make sure they know the assignment and I'm here for a big bridal party yeah, I like a role. That's nice. Just like you're doing this and then we feel like we're helping. <laughs> yeah. And you're not just there spending money being a bridal party member yeah. to, you know, walk down the aisle and impose. Like there's a reason you're putting people in your bridal party. Just like I said, they have a role in your life. Taking into consideration small versus large bridal parties. Don't look at it that way. Look at it as who do I feel like I want to be there during all of these special events with me. And if you decide to do a really small bridal party, but you still have like a large group of friends that you want to be a part of things, then they can still come get ready. Like I had a couple of people still get ready with us that weren't in my bridal party. And then probably the majority of the people who came on my bachelorette trip were not in my bridal party. And so ways to incorporate people and make them feel special without having them as like specific bridal party members. Absolutely. But I'm also here for just a maid of honor, best man or whatever. Um, things to keep in mind with venues and when doing that final walkthrough, because I did mine the other day. Checking off all those boxes. You need to make sure you know and reiterate because for my sister's wedding right at the end of it all of a sudden I found out that we had to pack up by yourselves yes but that was not what they told us at the final walkthrough oh don't get me wrong her wedding was perfect and amazing and I loved every second of it but that was luckily we had lots of people that were scrambling and helping us yeah compile everything but that's really rude um uh, yeah they um, <laughs> they forgot. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Make sure you reiterate with your venue the times of when your vendors can get in there, when they have to be out of there, especially if you don't have 
like the venue doesn't do in-house catering, make sure that you find out from them what has to happen before everyone is out of the building. So the sweeping, the trash, the blah, 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 blah. Like what, because you get stuck with the fines if your vendors don't. Ooh, yeah, because you could tell them ahead of time if they had to do that. Right. Okay. So a lot of venues from what I've seen just helping friends throughout all of the years, a lot of them now more than ever have started getting very meticulous about like their checklists of like what have to happen at the end of the night. Mm Mm-hmm. But if your venue doesn't, especially if it's a newer venue, they don't know to make those lists and those kinds of things. So also 1000% confirming your actual event start and end time. Oh, yeah. Confirming like if there are bridal suites or cabins or whatever on property, when you and your bridal party and significant other and so forth can get in there confirming the weather backup plan yeah that is a conversation that people avoid like the plague it sucks and you hope that it's a moot point Mm -hmm. but you have to understand and acknowledge it come to terms with it accept it and be happy with the rain backup plan too again that should happen way at the beginning but just confirming it all also when they need all the finals of things like if your venue is going to be setting up your tables and chairs for you when they need the layout, when they need the counts, when they need final payment, so forth. Also, if your venue requires ABC license and or event insurance. Insurance, yeah. That's a tricky one. Speaking of things people forget, don't forget your marriage license. That too, yeah. That's a big one people forget. Really? And they just like don't get married or someone has to go run and get it or? Oh no, they just panic mode like the day before the rehearsal, if we're lucky. Yeah. Any like planning advice that you've ever gotten that you really appreciated or advice that you've given that you think is really helpful? Understand that it's not going to be butterflies and rainbows. Mm -hmm. Understand that you are allowed and expected to put your foot down at certain places. I I always joke and say that bride and grooms are like snowflakes. Everyone is different. And the combination of the two is also always very unique. Staying true to the two of you. But like for me, as you can imagine... I was not letting people walk all over me with my wedding planning. Mm -hmm. But because I had helped other people navigate through the dynamics of people throwing their advice and thoughts and feelings about it, I knew how to navigate it delicately. And, you know, with my mom, who, you know, I have a ridiculously great relationship with, and I appreciated her creativity. There were a couple of times where she was like, oh, no, I like this instead. And one time I even looked at her and said, oh, you're right. It is your wedding. And she stopped and looked at me and laughed and was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, be mindful of people's feelings and opinions and understand that, yes, yours comes first. But there were a couple of things that even I was like dead set on. It must be this, 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 this. And then my now husband contributed to certain things. And I was like, crap, I like his idea better. Yeah, I hate when that happens. It's okay. So basically just be open-minded, go with the flow as much as, as you can, make yourself lists. And as you get closer and closer, be okay with just checking one thing off the list each night because yeah, you're also enjoying the last moments of engaged life. Don't make your partner <laughs> dread <laughs> this for the rest of their life even though you know it'll pass once the wedding happens so i'm I'm in it i'm in that deep breaths is all we love a deep breath and then this is for me soon and everyone else how to manage your post-wedding blues did you have blues after after this (laughs) 
I shouldn't say the second second one. Your first wedding. (laughs) Same husband, just um, the bigger celebration with everybody. Again, I kind of was like spoiled in the sense where I got this small intimate wedding. Yeah, that is nice. And then I still got to be a bride. (laughs) And as you can imagine for me, I was very nervous and anxious about like not being a bride anymore after that point because I was still... You like three years of being a a soon to be bride you know exactly i got to wear all my like quote-unquote bride apparel for yeah. way longer than most my yeah you're, that I well now. actually technically you shouldn't be wearing the wifey hat yet that you be. still get to wear what afterwards yeah. and that's the that's the title you get to wear way more proudly yeah. along with the second ring on the finger and the single ring for partner which i will tell you after our first actual legal marriage wedding that was the best moment was waking up and looking at his finger and seeing that he now had that too. And yeah. not because it was like a territory, like, haha, everybody will know now. Yeah. It was just, everybody says like, I don't really feel any different. For me, I also felt way more adult saying my husband, being a team with each other now and getting through the wedding blues. Everybody will have it. Everybody, for the most part, except maybe you, has seen the Friends episode where Monica and Chandler get married and then they're checking out of their hotel and Monica says, that's right. I'm never going to be a bride again. I'm just someone's wife. And Chandler's sitting there like, why is she so upset? But I get it. Um, it's it's easy to get caught up in that. So I guess basically the wedding blues go away pretty quickly mm-hmm. because then all of a sudden you're starting the next chapter of your life. So when you're focused in that moment and everything, you're focused on, oh my God, I'm never going to be a bride again. I'm never going to be a groom again. I'm never going to be, you know, for other people, a mother of the bride or a mother, whatever, all the things. But you also get to look forward to when your pictures come back, when your videos come back. I'm a nerd and I love writing thank you cards. Oh, that's good. You get to just connect with your, you know, friends and family again in that element. Not to mention, hey, honeymoon. You also just get to look forward to other life events like, you know, starting a family if that's what you decide to do or trips together. And there's just so many different life points that at least for me since the wedding, yeah, of course, I always look back like, you know, going to your bridal shower and your bachelorette weekend and stuff. I'm like, oh, I remember when this was me. But I also was so excited that it was your turn now. Like, I love that I get to be there for my friends, too. So I'm actually more disappointed that we're getting to the point in our lives where there's going to be like a lull between times of when we're invited to our friends' weddings. It'll just eventually be like our kids' yeah. friends' weddings or kids' weddings. Yeah, that's going to be more wedding blues yeah that'll be really bluesy when we don't get to make all the decisions we have to like take us back in conclusion it's easier said than done you're allowed to have that moment or moments or brief moments of time where you're like oh man it's all done and over with but my husband and I will just sit on the couch sometimes and I'll put on our wedding video and all of a sudden we're immersed back in that. Mm-hmm. Then I look at him and I'm like, oh, he's adorable. He's my husband and I'm stuck with him forever and he's stuck with me. So it passes is basically. But yes, I ran up to my dad at the end of my big celebration, so round two, and said, dad, it's all over. And he was like, but that's okay. You got two of them and now you just get to, you know, enjoy your time. with." And it's very true. So yeah, there you go. Um, okay. First question that is from the audience that we haven't covered is deciding when you should get a wedding planner or just a day of coordinator. So what's like the benefits of both? We obviously are very day of coordinator friendly here, but Mm -hmm. what about that versus a planner? I will also first say to anybody who is not familiar with this, day of coordinator is not a day of coordinator. They don't just Mm -hmm. like magically show up. They're not, you know, fairy godmothers that boop a wand and all of a sudden everything happens. So they are much more of a month of coordinator. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that's a real easy common misconception, especially when you see dollar amounts contributed to yeah, like day like, of for one day really? i know exactly just generically speaking a coordinator will save you in the long run even though it's a cost up front they will ultimately help save you money in a lot of ways yeah. because they will be much more hands-on and like recommending yes this no this blah 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 because at that point they're making their money so they can help you with all the other vendor stuff the sanity that they will save you yeah. is worth every penny i completely agree and understand that not every budget allows for a coordinator but if you can make it work even if it's cutting down on other elements of your wedding planning it is so worth it the easiest way for me to explain to people why it's helpful is Picture yourself on the day of your wedding, picture your family, picture your friend, whatever. You do not want to have to have people the day of your wedding, you know, getting there early and setting all this stuff up or, you know, making sure vendors are getting there on time, whatever. If they do, that's great. Fantastic. But at the end of the night, it is a long day. Mm -hmm. You don't want you or parents, anybody to be packing cars with gifts, packing extra food, so forth. Even for the two of you, you won't eat as much as you want that day. Your coordinator will make sure there's meals. It's good. So yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. Mm -hmm. It is, of course, again, a budget thing between month of partial or full or just the easy, mm -hmm. easiest three ways. Obviously, a lot of it has to do with the timeframes of when you're checking in with them. If you are doing a full service coordinator, they are starting with you essentially from the moment you get engaged. They are booking venue tours, vendor meetings, so forth. I've had some full service coordinators where... I didn't meet or talk to the clients until their rehearsal. Oh, wow. Which, I mean, yeah, that's so many people's dream. Yeah, right. and that's not my dream, though. Exactly. I like to be so involved. <laughs> exactly. My nightmare. And that that helps lead but, me yeah. to my, my point of it's not only just budget, but it's up to your preference. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, having a full service coordinator, they're not just like picking and choosing everything for you. Like they will obviously consult with you before mm -hmm. they decide anything, blah, blah, blah. But some people really do enjoy like shopping around and yeah. communicating with people. When it comes to partial, that kind of comes into the point of like, okay, we've booked most if not all of our vendors we've got our guest list together now help me with taking all these pieces and compiling it together so a lot of times with that they're doing the larger before we finalize detail meetings and conversations they're sometimes even helping get invitations out or even just like reminding you about it keep in mind too as you're communicating and interviewing or you know talking to different coordinators and stuff if they have very specific check-in timeframes of like, if you book this package with me, we'll start talking at this point. It's not because they don't want to deal with you. They don't want to. It's because they have to have guidelines in order to properly lend themselves to clients that have maybe booked larger services or even just whose weddings are sooner. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't let that deter you from reaching out and saying, hey, I know our check-in's not for a long time, but I have this question that immediately involves you. Can you please answer this? They're not going to ghost you or anything like that. Basically with partial planning, you do the beginning legwork and they help you get to the finish line. Yeah. They're basically a mile whatever. I yeah. should know how many miles are in a marathon and I, I don't. No but anyway. Won't be running one. So usually it's about six weeks to f six to four weeks, sometimes even two weeks, depending on what the specifics are, you know, coordinators, whatever. You're just wrapping everything up. They're doing your final walkthrough at the venue with you. They're 
finalizing your timeline. They're, you know, communicating with vendors, sending them detailed information e- emails out like a week or two beforehand. Mm-hmm. They're overseeing setup. And this goes with any coordinated, you know, service from top to bottom. Yeah. Basically, you're taking all of this big pile of stuff that you've been working your little heart out on. Mm-hmm. And you just hand it to them and they make it happen. Yeah. One last thing I will say about this too, not all coordinators, but it's worth discussing with them, coming to them and saying, hey, this is what I know I'll need help with. What do you think works for me? A lot of them will customize packages. Yeah, that is nice. You know, and some of them have more than just the three tiers. So it's worth having that conversation. Love it. Last question from the audience is negotiating. Is it possible is it rude? Can you do it? How do you do it? Negotiating. It doesn't have to be rude. <laughs> and again, coming from somebody especially so immersed in the sales side of things now, yeah, it's all about the presentation of it. If we see the logistics of things, this is how much we can offer you for these services. If people come back and say, I'm sorry, that's out of budget, there's usually a conversation afterwards mm-hmm. of, okay, well, let me know what you were budgeting for, what you guys think you can, you know. For us, it's nice because we have so many different services that we can bundle together. I like to say it's like um, progressive. The more you bundle, the more you save. Totally. Flow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should just channel my inner flow every day I go to work. Um, all areas have companies like this where we can offer that kind of thing. So be open and honest. Don't come back to them expecting a discount. Yeah. Also, if they offer you this fantastic rate of $2,500, don't come back and say, okay, well, we can only afford a thousand. Can you meet us there? There's a reason they're charging the way they are because just about every single wedding service and people sometimes forget about this. You're not just getting a good or a service. You're getting both like photographers, videographers. People are like, well, you're only there for eight hours. Why does it cost as much? Think about how many hours they have to go back. And so be mindful and understanding of their profession and their Mm -hmm. Career. Like this is not just a hobby for them. And and that goes with any wedding professional, I should say that just be gentle, I guess, with the conversation. If I were to get an email from somebody saying, I have heard such great things about this company, I would really truly love to be able to work with you guys. However, this is the budget that we have currently that we're working with. Is there any way we can negotiate? Yeah. I am going to be so open to having a phone conversation even rather than just emailing. So Mm -hmm. it's worth asking. But like I said, don't expect anything. It's not like a car lot where, you know, you're going back and forth of, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I'm going to undercut you so that you'll respect their profession. and Yeah, their craft. I love it. Um, I think we really went all over the map. I feel satisfied. I feel like I could plan a whole other wedding. I won't. But um, any last thought, piece of advice, anything you want to leave us with? Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. Try to enjoy the process as much as you can. Try to enjoy your person throughout the process too. If it means putting wedding planning away for one night just Mm -hmm. to have a date night and not talk about wedding planning. Again, you're getting married. You're focusing on your relationship and stuff. Like wedding planning will happen no matter what. Don't lose your job over wedding planning because I have heard crazy stories about that. Um, But yeah. Because people just stop working. They're just like. They get fired because all they do is plan their wedding at work. Yeah. You know, for me, (laughs) for me, it was really easy to do that because nobody knew that it was my wedding. No, I'm just kidding. I would totally do that. I'd be like. Any of my previous bosses listening, I never did that. Never. Um, But no, all that being said, just remember what this is all about is Mm -hmm. essentially it. 
just remember that you're not just planning a wedding, you're planning a marriage and looking forward to that future together. Yay. This is making me excited for my marriage. <laughs> yes. I love that you, I love that you, no, but I love that you said I'm looking forward to my marriage yes. because again, that's what it's all about. I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to your marriage and celebrating your wedding. Very, very soon. It's like in 24 days. Oh my gosh. And my dress has been shipped. Hell yeah. That's the most exciting part. It is. It's going to be great. Well, not the most exciting it's part. definitely the most exciting part. It, sure. In this moment right yes, now. Yes, I'm is. very excited. All right, Lane. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for being my friend for 20 years. And here's to 20 more. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored. Love you. And hopefully I helped anybody out there. I think you did. If not, me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's all that matters. All right. Bye. Bye. That is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, follow, subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And in the spirit of sharing, be sure to share the podcast with a friend or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. See you next Wednesday.